welcome back to the She Illuminates the World podcast. This is Jocelyn here, and today I am going to be talking to Stephanie Fellenberg about all things emotional eating, starting a business, listening to your heart's desire, and everything in between. Stephanie is joining us from Germany, and I think that is so powerful because so many of our struggles and insecurities are happening worldwide. This isn't a you struggle. This isn't a struggle that just happens in the States. Having body shame is something that women are struggling with across the globe. And I am so excited for Stephanie to share her story with all of us. So let's get started. Stephanie, let's just get right in. And I would love for you to share with all of us a little bit more about the work that you're doing and your journey to how you got where you are now. Yeah, thank you so much, Jocelyn. And thank you so much for having me here. Um, yeah, so the work that I do, I very much focus on uh, helping women with their body image. And uh, the core message I really wanna convey to, to women mostly is that you know there is a way for you to love your body and get to this place where you can have this divinely wonderful um, relationship with yourself. And I uh, started my whole journey on self-love um, with very much the opposite of that. So for over 10 years, I struggled with my relationship with my body. Um, I would say I was in this like love-hate relationship <laughs> with her. Um, and yes, I do refer to my body as a, as a she, um, that just feels like natural to me. And I also struggled with my relationship with food. And I would say that for the most part that my relationship with food, how I struggled with food was at the top of my mind all the time. Like 90% of the thoughts I had every day was worrying about calories and my weight and all of that stuff. And that made me so miserable. And I think I just got to this point where I was so desperate um, that I said, you know what, I need to get help. I had a lot of shame around asking for help, like having to admit that I may need like a, a therapist or a coach to help me through this. Um, there was so much shame for me attached to that. And I never ever shared uh, my struggles um, with anyone else that I struggled with food and I would sit there every night and eating all the sugar. Um, so it took me a while to get to this place where I was so desperate that I would say, okay, no more. I can't take it. This is not the life I was hoping for. Um, let's change something about that. Right. So sometimes I think it's just, it, it takes to really get so desperate to get to this pain to be so big and weighing on us so much that we say, okay, we can't carry it anymore. And then we have to sort of break down and then comes the breakthrough. And for me, the breakthrough was to um, uh, sign up for a group coaching program from a health coach. And she had this amazing program called Master Your Life. And at that time in my life, that was very much speaking to me. All the things that she said she would cover in that program it was, it was like she was reading my mind and, you know, she was talking about, I help you understand your relationship with food. I help you get to this place where you really love yourself and your body. I help you find purpose, 
because at that time I was very much lost in my life also in terms of my career. Um, I was very successful, but I wasn't happy. And so it felt like when I read through her program description, I could just like tick all the boxes. And then uh, I said, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump. It felt like so scary to do that because it was the first time ever that I would invest time and energy and money into my own personal growth. Like I didn't even understand what I was doing at this point. I had no idea about self-care and self-love and what coaches even do. I didn't even know she was a coach. I didn't care. I just knew, okay, she could solve my problem. Amazing. Let's do it. And I still was so scared. I remember the last evening before her program started, I was on a call with her and she was like, yeah, so what's, what's like holding you back? And there was so much fear voice in my brain just shouting at me, no, this is so scary and this is new, don't do that. And, and thankfully, my inner spark was loud enough to say, no, 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 go ahead. Let's, let's try it. Let's try. You know, you've come so far. You're so desperate. Let's just see what happens. And I did it. And that really changed my life. So that program, um, you know, just sum up the major takeaways. It was getting a, a ton of confidence and getting to this place where I knew that there was nothing wrong with me. You know that so many women have this narrative believing that there's something wrong with them. And I really got to this, to this place where I not just understood, but embodied, hey, I'm, I'm perfect. I'm, I'm right. I have a right to exist. I have a right to be loved and feel safe and to belong. And that gave me so much confidence. That was one piece. And then the other piece I got out of this program was to understand my relationship with food. Because up until this point, I really, I was, I was binging. I was, you know, emotionally eating and I couldn't quite figure out why I was doing it. <laughs> and I thought, you know, obviously as just like everyone else, okay, dieting is the solution and the diets never worked. Um, and I figured out through this program that, hey, you are an emotional eater and there's nothing wrong with emotional eating, um, but you may want to find a couple of other uh, um, ways to cope with your emotions other than eating. So kind of like, you know, um, expanding your, your toolbox there. Um, so that's what started my, my healing journey with food as well. Um, and after that, there were so many great moments where I, again, continuously said yes to myself. And that really put me on a path where I am today as a health coach myself, uh, because I, I got to this point where I said, wait a minute, I'm not the only woman who struggles with all of this. There's so many others out there. And once I started talking about it, and once I heard other women share the same story or similar stories, I was like, no, I cannot let these women, I cannot leave them behind. Like that's, that's where I feel like I'm at right now. I cannot leave them behind. I cannot have all this knowledge and all this healing and self-growth while I know that there's other women who struggle with the same problem and I can help them. So this is my mission right now. Um, to say, you know what, I got to this place where I said, okay, I'm going to become a coach myself. Um, just like, you know, that first initial help I got from a health coach as well. Um, and so that I can facilitate that transformation for other women as well. That's incredible. And I just, there's so many things that you said that I would just love to highlight. And one of them being that when you first started working with this coach, you felt like she could read your mind. Um, and it's so funny because my clients say that to me all the time. They're like, are you psychic? Like, can you read my mind? And no, 
I can't read your mind. It's just that all of the stuff that's holding you back, all the struggle is it's so common. It's everywhere. It's just that we're not talking about it because we've got this multi-billion dollar dieting industry. And so we all think that there's something wrong with us and we're terrified and we're afraid and we're afraid to voice it. And through my own healing and my recovery, I've seen that, oh my gosh, like this is everywhere. And, you know, once you start to get into this work and you start healing, you start realizing, wow, um, <laughs> I'm not alone and there is nothing wrong with me. And, and that's something that I love to just share is there is nothing wrong with you. I mean, we live in a society that has conditioned us to believe that there is something wrong with you and that that's how they profit off of your insecurities. Um, but you're whole and worthy exactly as you are, which is just so, so important to like know that and to let that really just like integrate into the body. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you just um, touched on this, um, this conditioning that we receive from society. And I think um, the, the issue that we are facing here with women is that from a very early age, um, it's sort of like being infused into us that dieting is the solution to weight loss. And then for women, especially, um, it's being, being told to them in so many ways that weight loss should be something that just should be doing. It's just like, you know, a default thing, status quo. Um, like, why wouldn't you? Because, you know, we, we pay more attention and we give more of our love and money to women who look a certain way, right? The women on, on the cover of magazines and in movies and whatnot. So we grow up as women and we look up to these, to these models and we think, oh yeah, wait a minute. So she, she's more, you know, she's this type of beautiful and she gets more attention and love and I want more attention and love. So I got to make myself smaller and put myself through all of this so that I look like her. So I get that love too. And I think um, it, it's one way to say, you know, we're going to heal collectively as women together. And we say, you know what, we're going to un unlearn <laughs> this whole idea of that we have to diet to fit in. But then I think the other piece we need to really look at is how can we build uh, a society, how we can we really manifest this, how we can really transform um, the narrative and say, you know what, the, the next generation, and I know this is not something we could fix in a generation, but you know where I'm going with this, right? Like how can we start raising yeah. Uh, little girls from a very early age um, to to believe that they do not have to follow and they do not have to get um, sucked in into the the diet culture and into the diet mentality. And I know that this is like something. There's no board of diet mentality that we can just go to and say, "Hey, we don't like what you're doing. Can we please change that?" Like that would be awesome. <laughs> it's not that not that easy because it's like it's 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 everywhere like what you said before right like diet diet mentality is really everywhere and also just as you're saying that I mean I, you're in Germany and I'm in the U.S. and like this is a global issue this is not like a issue that we only see in the United States like this is everywhere yeah um, and especially like you hit on this you know we're so conditioned into believing that we'll be more lovable when we're smaller 
like we'll be worthy when we're smaller and like love is not a size <laughs> like that's not how it works like where did we get that idea and like I like how do we believe that shit you know yeah this is so good like I feel like this should be on, on a poster like love is not a size right <laughs> love is not a size um, and then, you know, you talked a lot about like the unlearning, because that is a huge part of it is unlearning all of this crap. And then, you know, just relearning our truth and our birthrights. Um, and then, you know, how would, how do you create change? And, you know, it changes so multifaceted and multi-layered, and it doesn't happen overnight. And there is no board of diet culture that we can go smash. Um, and then everyone be healed because it's all this programming is inside of us. So how would you say, like, as someone who's listening, how do they start to create change? Yeah, I think the very first thing, what's so crucial to understand is, for me, um, if I just take myself for an, as an example here, is that I was not aware of diet culture and patriarchy up until, like, I don't know, a couple of years ago. So the very beginning of my healing journey with my body and with my, um, my food, with my relationship with food was to just understand, okay, I'm an emotional eater. What does that mean? What does that look like? Um, what, are, what are other people doing who are emotional eaters? And really getting to the, to the core of it. And in the beginning of my healing journey, also with my body, I wasn't aware of all these concepts. Um, so it doesn't really, it, it's, not it's not necessary to understand the big picture when you, when you start healing. Because I think, especially nowadays, it can be so overwhelming when we dive into a new area, when we dive into a new topic, we, I don't know, we start a new career, we want to change something, that it can be so overwhelming because there is so much information out there and we feel like we have to master it in a day. <laughs> mm -hmm. And this is like, this can be such a, way of self-sabotage because uh -huh. you get easily overwhelmed by all the information and then you're just like oh no I'm, I'm never mind like I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to what I have already right so I think it's, it's really important to just know okay you know what just one small step at a time right. And, and right so for me it was um once I knew okay I was an emotional eater and like I said before I was in this program already so the coach that um, I was having there, she already started to teach us different methods of how we can cope with our emotions um, with methods that do not include any kind of eating. Um, so she really like started us off there. And this program, it was really short. It was just like eight weeks, I think. Um, but it was the, 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 the initial starter, the fire starter for me to say, okay, this, this feels right. Like there's finally someone that understands what I, what I want. And all of a sudden I didn't have to have any shame around wanting something around um, saying out loud that I am that person that is really unhappy in her body. And that is like having all the sugar, but I don't really want that for myself because I feel like crap every time I do it. And so how can I change that? And um, I think it's, it's a, it's a two way uh, it, there's like two components here. So there's first, there's your willingness to change. Like, what do you want to change and have a vision of where you want to go? And then the second piece is because we cannot do anything alone. I think as humans, we are not, we are social creatures. We need each other, right? right. And I don't mean in a like codependent way. I mean, in a, 
in a, in a loving way that we are just social creatures and we just belong to each other. So when, when you were experiencing this, especially as a woman that you feel really uncomfortable in your body or you struggle with your relationship with food and you feel like, gosh, I really like, this is, this is so frustrating. This is so, this takes up my entire energy and I don't want it anymore to say, you know what? There must be another woman out there that has experienced this before and why don't I go and ask her for help? Um, that was like my big hurdle. And once I, I got over this fear of asking for help and I did, everything changed. So I think like asking for help is, is number one. So there's like, how much am I willing to change? How much am I willing to put in the work? And then when I am willing, when I do feel like, okay, this is it, like I cannot go on like that, um, to say, okay, who can help me with this? And then, and then get some help because truly I think as humans, whether it is in our job or in our relationships or with our health, um, that we cannot progress uh, by ourselves. Like we need someone else. And, and essentially, um, just this is one, one more piece I wanna mention here. Um, essentially, I think it's that when, when we get help, it's not that the other person tells us what to do and we go do it, right? It's not like a diet, you get the plan and you just have to, you're by yourself and you have to just power through and just muster up all that willpower. But instead, if you were with a, with a, with a coach, um, it's, it's a facilitator. So you go there to that coach and that coach is just there to sort of like, it's the, um, it's the sort of like your North Star and you know, okay, you're being guided but your coach is not doing the work for you, right? You have to do the work. And then the coach is facilitating that. Right. Um, because at the end of the day, like you said before, if you want to do this unlearning, um, you need to do this by yourself. There's no one that can just, you can just pay and say, okay, just, you know, un undiet me, please. <laughs> and I think the thing is, um, if somebody is giving you like a set of rules, run. <laughs> like yes, run, run absolutely. Away. Because that's yes. probably still diet culture that's disguised as some form of health and wellness, but a coach is there to hold space for you. Um, because at the end of the day, it comes down to trusting yourself and, you know, finding your truth and your wisdom in your body. And we are all different creatures. You know, our bodies are different. We have different soul purposes. And I love it when my friends come to me and like, ask me for advice now, um, about past relationships. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know anything about your past relationship. What do you think that you should do? Um, and I just give them the answer of like, well, what is your wisdom saying? Like, let's trust yourself. Um, and it's, it's truly like incredible, but it is, it's none of us can do this alone. And we all want to be the savior. Like we want to do it by ourselves. And that's part of the conditioning um, of patriarchy is really, I can do this alone. And it doesn't work that way because we all have blind spots and we can't see our own blind spots and we need to be validated. Um, we need connection. We're social creatures. And so we need to be in community and we need somebody else to like, I see you. I see your struggle. The struggle is real. Um, you know, and that ask us questions that make us think um, and see really what, what our truth is and help us connect back to that North Star that you were talking about, Stephanie. Um, and guiding us to what it is that we really want and what we want to be experiencing. Yeah, this is so true. And I think also, if I can just like add to that, is 
um, when when you go and you ask for help and just you know pay attention whether this this facilitator this person has a vision for you or if that person is allowing you and asking you hey what is your vision for yourself because only you can know what you really want for yourself there's no one else um, who can give this to you and this is also you know, again, coming back to dieting, this is why diets don't work because you're following someone else's orders. There's someone who makes up a, a, a diet, a dietary plan. Um, and there's no one size fits all approach, really. Uh, you have a unique body who went through unique experiences and you have your sensitivities and, and things you need more and less of. And so I don't know how many billion people we are on the planet right now, eight something, um, but this is as many diets there should be, as many like nutrition um, plans there should be. So I think a coach really is there to help you find that um, nutrition plan within yourself because only your body can tell you what feels good and what is um, the best nutrition for you. Yeah, and that's going to fluctuate every day. <laughs> every day, <laughs> years. You know, I, we're growing creatures. We have different needs. I have different needs now than I did 10 years ago. Um, if I have a baby one day, like my entire nutrition portfolio is going to shift and that's, we are evolving creatures. Um, and I think that's such a big piece is like, we are changing every single day and our needs are changing and our bodies are changing and our dietary intake changes. Um, and it's not black and white, which can be very intimidating especially when we're so used to control. Um, and that control is the lifeline of, okay, I need to control, you know, to feel safe. And there's a whole trauma piece underneath that, which kind of goes into this whole idea of like, we don't do this work overnight. Um, like mm -hmm. this work takes time. And Stephanie, you said earlier about like one foot in front of the other and small steps. And we have a, a paradigm that both of us use with our clients that small hinges swing big doors. And one step at a time. And, you know, I, through my own experience, I wanted the quick fix. <laughs> like I was trying to binge content, self-help books, all the things. So I could change as quickly as possible and make all the things happen. And every time that led to burnout because our bodies aren't designed for that. We're not designed for so much change at once. It re-traumatizes the system. So it's really about like moving slow. And if you think about a plant, right? Like I love this analogy, a plant, we're not just gonna pour water in it and just over flood it with water, <laughs> expecting it to like grow overnight. No, like <laughs> it needs integration. We pour a little bit in, it integrates, okay, great. Like now we're gonna add a little more, add some sunlight, you know? <laughs> I love this analogy. Oh, this is so good. Yeah. and and you know, control always comes up for me when I talk to, you know, clients, friends, anyone um, around food, because we not necessarily desire to control the food, but we feel like we are using the food and the control of our food to control our bodies. Mm -hmm. And really, our bodies are really not meant for that. Um, like you said, Jocelyn, it's, it's, it's fluctuating. Right. Um, so, you know, maybe today you're really energized, so you need a little more food because you're moving more. And then, you know, tomorrow you're having a day where you sit at the office all day and maybe there's something upsetting happening. So you go in and you, you grab a cupcake or maybe you just feel like, oh my gosh, I'm so like down today. I'm just, I, I can't even bother to eat. Right. So, um, 
our body, and that's so key to once we let go of the control piece, is that our body is the guide. Our body is the one in charge of saying, hey, I'm really hungry today, or hey, I'm not hungry today, or you know, whatever is going on for you. And I think this, it's, it's like, you know, you're having this really tight grip. Just imagine like you have this pen and you, you're really tightly grabbing and, and um, with your fist around this pen. And, and the, the pen is like your, your diet, right? You want this control piece and you're grabbing, grabbing, grabbing. And this process of letting go, like opening up your fist just enough for the, for the pen to drop, um, like Justin said, that takes time. That's not done overnight. And right. I can also say from my own journey <laughs> that I read every book under the sun on nutrition. I could tell you, I could probably get my certificate as a nutritionist um, without ever studying because when I was a teenager and I was starting with my struggles with food, I looked, read everything. Oh, yeah. I wanted to really understand. And that was like, the the culmination of control i wanted to understand every single process going on in my entire system in my entire body so that i could somehow trick it you know take the shortcut to losing i don't know 10 pounds in two days and you know have the body and the weight on the scale i desperately wanted which i thought would get me to where i wanted to go which obviously it doesn't but um it's just like this, this control piece, right? Like you, you really want to like understand what's going on. And, and honestly, all that knowledge, and this is, this is something I, I say all the time, you do not need an expert to help fix your relationship with food. You do not need a nutritionist or a dietitian and they are doing important work. But uh, if you're struggling with your relationship with food, it's not the knowledge that will get you to where you want to go, right? Like, uh, I love how Justin is just like eagerly nodding her head. Oh yeah, so true. Um, it's not the knowledge because the knowledge I learned during during that time when I struggled with food about my body and my system, I don't use that right now. I don't need that. No. All I do is no. trust my body, right? All I ask my body every day a couple of times is, hey, are we hungry? Do we want to eat something? And just notice how I say we, right? I'm not battling my body. I'm not demanding not to be hungry or anything. I'm just saying, asking and having this conversation hey what are you in the mood for uh what do we want today what do we feel like having and then we go eat and it's fine and this is really simple and this is so key like when a when a diet is uh complicated or you feel like you're it's, it's draining your energy then it's not your diet a diet should be the easiest thing on the planet because yes we do spend a lot of time eating so this should not be something that is draining your energy it should be something that is giving you energy Right. Oh, there's so much that I want to say. The first piece is like, if we know enough, like then we can fix it. Um, I have taken so many nutrition classes, so many exercise science classes. I have a master's degree in public health and exercise science. I used to like memorize the Weight Watcher points book and I don't use oh, it. Yeah. Like I, I, you know, it's not about the food. It's really just not about the food. And I think people think that about me all the time, like, oh, like you're in the wellness space, um, you know, <laughs> and it's not about the food at all. Cause it's, it's about listening to the body and, and the body has so much wisdom that goes beyond food. Um, and I, I was having a conversation with a friend and we were talking about childbirth and 
she was saying that when she gave birth to her son, she didn't open up to page 100 of like parenting 101 or like how, whatever, like how to birth a child. No, she's like, my body just did it. <laughs> just did the thing. <laughs> because her body- I love that. <laughs> your body knows. And with that being said, for those of you listening that have struggled with food for so long, this can feel very overwhelming to just trust your body. Um, and it, you know, which is why we say this work doesn't happen overnight, but there is a place for like a dietitian and a therapist and a coach to help you. And when I work with clients who are coming out of very restrictive diets or eating disorders, we will have a dietitian on board that will craft a meal plan that has a loose structure designed for your needs. And then we will slowly ease you into intuitive eating because it's very difficult to go from very restrictive diet to completely trusting your body overnight. Absolutely. Yeah. If someone would have just, you know, said to me like maybe 10 years ago when I was in the, in the middle of my struggle with food and disordered eating, Someone would have just said to me, just trust your body, just eat whatever feels good. Right. <laughs> I would have looked at them like they have a, I don't know, like they, they're crazy or whatever. Um, I wouldn't even have been able to understand what they were saying, right? Like, I think this is also so key on our healing journey from disordered eating or eating disorders or anything like when you struggle with food that um, there's different phases that we go through and then maybe there's a phase where you really want to focus on your relationship with your body and then there's a phase where you really want to focus on um, finding the foods that give you energy and so for each phase we are receptive to uh, to different kinds of um, transformation and information you know there's very little that we actually in coaching that we actually give new new information. I mean, that's, a t that's only like a really tiny part because what happens for people that you struggle with, with their relationship with food is that they know, you know, Jocelyn and I were just sharing, we know so much about nutrition and then it's, it's really not about having all the knowledge, but it's more about getting to this place where, where you actually let go of feeling like you have to control it and, trusting your body and absolutely this does not happen overnight I think it's like a constant like um uh it's kind of like you're you're going like step by step up you know one step is to say okay I'm, I'm eating this and how am I feeling and what does my body need and you do more and more of that in terms of time right I mean sometimes you're just able to ask yourself and and truly be with your body maybe once a month right in the beginning the first time uh, in this in this group coaching program where I was in, we did this exercise. I will never forget it. It was the greatest cry of my life. Um, we were sitting there and we were asked to just be with our bodies for ten minutes, and that was so hard. That was the hardest thing ever. Hard. In that so hard, <laughs> so hard, right? Like you're just like, oh my god, I have to be with my body, but my body's like my enemy. Like she doesn't understand a single thing I want, right? I just want to lose the freaking weight. Why do I have to be with her right now? So I just asked, we, we were doing a little bit of breathing, you know, to calm ourselves down and then just dropping in that question of how am I feeling? How's my body feeling? That brought up a lot of stuff. And then um, the next question of what do I want? So at that point in time, like I was so disconnected mm -hmm. from my body. And this is so key on the journey, like to, to rebuild that connection because we once had that, 
before society told us what we have to do and not do with our bodies. So we just have to go back to that, but it takes a little bit of time. So in that moment, like all the emotion came flooding in, right? Like as an emotional eater, you don't know how to process your emotions. So they all came crushing in. And like I said, that was like the greatest cry of my life. I finally rebuilt, like that was the start of me rebuilding that connection with myself and getting to a place of, I love my body again. Um, so yeah, and this, these are all kinds of like breakthroughs that we have on the journey. And it, yes, it hurts in the moment, but then it's, it's the greatest thing afterwards. Like I'm saying, like that was the greatest cry of my life. It was hard in the moment, but now, I don't know, eight, I don't know, six, eight years later, I don't know. Um, it, it feels like a, a wonderful breakthrough moment for me. Yeah. And I just, as you were saying that I wanted to just chime in and just, it's so hard to sit with ourselves for 10 minutes, but like, I know for myself and so many of my clients and so many of the women that I work with, we have master's degrees, we have PhDs, we have moved across country. Like we have done all these crazy things and we can't sit with ourselves in our bodies for 10 damn minutes. And I teach an embodied movement class and I I see how hard it is and we're so awkward and we don't know how to move. And it's like, it's so easy for someone else to give us this crazy, like high intensity interval workout. But when it really comes down to just listening to ourselves and dancing and moving and feeling, it's so incredibly difficult and the comparison comes out and, and it just shows you how much programming there is um, from society, from diet culture, from patriarchy, of making it so damn difficult to listen to ourselves. And then also knowing that when we listen to ourselves, our wisdom comes through and we can create really incredible change in the world, um, which is like just one of my passion and my mission is like helping women reclaim their bodies. And when we get into our bodies, it's, oh my gosh, like all of this information that has never been tapped into because we're so busy trying to figure it out in our head and drowning out in self-help books and reading every nutrition textbook on the planet instead of just sitting and listening to what, what our wisdom is telling us to do. Yeah, so true. And, and I think body wisdom is like, it's, it's the great force that is really guiding us through the whole healing journey. Mm -hmm. um, I think because our body messages us every day, like 200 times. And when we are in the middle of, of an eating disorder, or we are struggling with our body image, we are not able to receive those messages. They're just like, they, they come in, but we're like, it's like, we are, we walled ourselves in and they're just, uh, not even getting to us. And so when we do this, this, this healing process, we have a way of just, um, knocking that wall down so that we can actually understand what our body wants for us. And, you know, the, the core, and, and this is, you know, one of the things I just really love teaching is that your body wants uh, what's best for you. Your body is on your side. You are not in a war with your body, which I know what it feels like because your body always wants to eat and eat and eat. And you're just like, oh my God, what's happening? Like, she mad. And, but the truth is that, um, your body wants what's best for you. Your body wants you to survive and to thrive. Um, first survive, just, you know, be alive. That's the main priority. And then it does want you to thrive. It wants, it wants you to get to this place where you are your best, healthiest, most amazing, beautiful self. And the thing is that we grew up 
learning that we should listen to outside sources. We should listen externally what's good for us, right? Give me a diet plan, give me an exercise schedule. Uh, I don't know, send me to university, let me learn, be in our heads, right? Like what you just said, Justin, be all up in our heads, but don't you dare and sit with yourself and really truly listen to your body wisdom. That's like what they really try and distract us from. And once we go back to that, that's where the magic happens. This is so key, understanding that um, our body truly loves us and she really wants to be our best friend. And once we let her, that's what's, what's fueling our passion. And this is so interconnected. I think, you know, Justin and I, we talk about this all the time, how everything is so interconnected because once you do the healing journey of healing your relationship with food and your body, all the other things in life suddenly magically fall into place as well. You find your purpose um, and all of a sudden your relationships are starting to really get better. All of a sudden you find your people and it's really sprinkling into in every area of your life. Amazing, so amazing. I feel like this is such a great place to start to wrap up. Who feel like we just came so full circle with starting with diets and just moving into when we really heal, everything opens up and that's how we change the world. And as we do our own inner healing, it radiates out and do not underestimate the power of the ripple effect that happens when you do the work. It truly impacts everybody around you. And I see this in myself and my family and my friends, and I see it with the other women who are doing this work with me, I see how it impacts their kids, their families. And it's, it's just truly incredible. This is so true. Yeah. Ripples are the the best when you, all of a sudden you've said something three weeks ago and then a similar situation comes up and then someone says the same thing back to you and like, Oh my God, you listened, you listened. (laughs) It's like the greatest thing ever. (laughs) And people you never thought it would come from. It's like, yeah. what? Am I hearing this from you? <laughs> really? Wow. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much for being here today. Um, if you have any last words of wisdom or inner gems that are coming through that you'd like to share, anything else to wrap us up? Yeah, absolutely. So I think when when it comes to... Um, when we have a vision for ourselves, when there's anything we want to do and looking at where we are at right now, there's obviously like some kind of gap. So we can't seem to get to where we really want to go. It's the first thing to look at is not getting another degree. It's not getting out there and reading another book, but it's this really hard thing of being with ourselves and resourcing internally, like asking ourselves, hey, what's the answer? Because one of my core beliefs is that you have all the answers within. And really what I love to do with my work is help women uh, build up the confidence so that they truly believe that they can get anything they want in life. And they get there by, by, inter- by resourcing internally. And yes, you do need help to get there. No, no mm-hmm. question there. But the initial like action, when you want to take action, um, when you feel like you're stuck is to go inside here and I'm, you know, pouting at my chest right now <laughs> um, and, and ask yourself internally and, and get the wisdom from in there, get your body wisdom 
and it will tell you everything you need to know for the rest of your journey. Yes. Awareness is the first step. And then just, yeah, dropping those questions in. Does this feel right for me? There's no right way for everyone. We're all different. Yeah, absolutely. So how can people get in touch with you, find out about your work? Uh, yeah, so um, I think the easiest way is to get a, a better idea of what I actually do is to go on my Instagram. That's at Stephanie underscore Fallenberg. Um, and you can also send me an email at Stephanie at onebodyoneteam.com. Um, if you want to, you know, if you have any particular questions or want to get in touch or maybe work with me further. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you for tuning in and we will see you next time.